like people people are more and more marketing lifestyles and commodities right like instead of saying you need a car this car because it's good at this and it has four wheel drive and it has this much horsepower blah 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 it's more like you should buy this car because it's going to make you a cool person yeah that was a trend that started in the 50s or something when people got tired of selling products yeah and, and i think because of that like we're more and more conflating money with identity is it money though cuz the way you said it it made it sound like it's not just money yeah exactly like it's it's not just money anymore it used to be just money and money was just something that you'd got and then you spent it on the things that you wanted mm-hmm. whereas now it's like money is who you are but is it just you said it like how much you get it you said it like it's your job that defines you like you being a a, a tech worker Anything or whatever it is to do with like money has become part of your identity whereas before it was more about like relationships explain that for me i don't get that really so like before people would have this will had meaning in their lives yeah but they didn't have meaning in their lives based on their work that's not who they were and what they had that's not what they who they were who they were was their family their friends and their relationships yeah i agree with that and now it's like yeah and now it's like instead of it being your relationships that's what's important to you it's more anything to do with money is what's important to you anything that you have anything that anything that the thing that you do for your money is who you are um how you spend that money is who you are rather than who you spending your time with i guess i i agree with about- that to some extent but my problem with that is like i don't think it's a money thing i think it's I, like you said it's a job thing like like you you have you adopt the identity of what job you have but to a greater degree than before because before you didn't th- you weren't thinking about oh what identity should a person with this job have maybe you did but not to the extent that you do now like if you are a yeah like for example this is just a superficial example but like take the example of like all the new chef people all of them have like giant tattoos that wasn't a result of like all the chefs going out being like hey we're chefs we need to get tattoos it was like uh, over 10 years they saw people who are chefs getting tattoos and they were like hey i could i like tattoos i can get them too and it just like it it balls up into this identity that you have now it's like if you don't have tattoos and you're a chef people are like you must not be one of those cool modern chefs shaking up the scene do you get does that make sense i i yeah so i get it it's I like you adopt the narrative that is spelled out for your job and you like identify with it which is like i think a a, a problem at large with our society is that it is it's really segregating you identify with certain things and then you like but it's not you that you identify with certain things in terms of what defines that thing and also by what opposes that thing does that yeah. make like i'm a i if i'm a liberal i'll be like oh i'm a liberal because i have these views on abortion and uh, like uh minimum wage and stuff like that but also be like i definitely don't want people to not get abortions and i don't want to keep the mexicans out of our country like which is a problem yeah. because you're not just believing in a set of beliefs you're also believing those beliefs to be opposite certain beliefs which which, yeah. which is a problem right i get it i just think it's a two part thing i think mm-hmm. it's also like show your job 
is part of who you are but i think the other half of that is also how you spend your money i think that's also becoming a huge part i mean it's informed by what kind of lifestyle you think your job person should have oh yeah it's I, also okay. like okay i, I agree with like that more marketed to you i agree with that more than just money i i, I guess i didn't read into the money thing i just took it at yeah, face it's like, value it's it's how you make your money and it's how you spend your money so you're saying like in 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 related thing i i saw an article recently which said that uh, like a large percentage of young people 18 to 35 year olds mm. probably spend a lot of money trying to keep up with what they perceive to be their friends belongings yeah. or lifestyle or whatever yeah like millennials spend so much on going out to eat but i it's thought crazy. it was more like a live in the moment kind of yolo thing i didn't think it was like a keeping up with the joneses thing it's a keeping up with the joneses thing to be honest and this nobody is probably nobody wants to say that they're broke right this is probably a reflection on me i uh, for me keeping up with the joneses thing is like a, i think less of the millennial generation if that's why they do it be like oh mm, i'm only going but uh, is that that's is that an instagram thing cuz i know instagram instagram actually has exploded in popularity the past like 2 to 3 years wouldn't yeah. you say all the tumblr people are going there now why i don't know it's more visual i guess uh tumblr's not really visual i guess and also it's hard to use well tumblr used to be really visual did it it's getting more and more it's getting less and less visual uh, is, why is that I don't know. But I guess it's because there's more and more fan fiction on there and less yeah. and less like pictures and well, art. Uh, also wasn't there a big problem where the fan fiction was getting copyrighted a bunch like oh you can't use this fan fiction and stuff like that. Cuz That was a thing? I don't know. Was it a thing? That makes sense. I heard that somewhere. I mean it should be protected. It is still your work. No, but the original work should be protected. Or it's not completely original work. You're using somebody else's intellectual property to do your stuff. But you're still doing stuff, granted, but it's based off of somebody else's work. It would be like if I wrote a book based on the characters or the world of Lord of the Rings. That's not acceptable. In this world. In with current copyright it's like, law. It's 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 hard, but while those people own the characters, they don't own your story. Yeah, but what I'm If saying is if your characters develop, then they don't own the end characters. They own the beginning characters. But yeah, that's where the copyright problems come in because you're using yeah. their characters. Yeah. I mean, it's hard, right? But I guess it's like for me, I consider it less than the actual like the actual story or whatever. Like if you took someone's story and you wrote it in your own words, not paraphrasing Mm-hmm. but you you did it your own way then i think that that's completely new yeah i think the only thing that doesn't like only thing that counts as plagiarism is if you copy paste or if you paraphrase but okay let's say that but we all know why that won't exist right that's not a, a how do you say acceptable outcome for the copyright industry because if you make original characters First of all, copyright in the US today is like 75 years after your death is copyright. And the, yeah. it's not going down anytime soon. Like and it's it's different it, its definitions are pretty broad. Like we as people who 
basically live on the internet. We know that there are a lot of YouTube people who get into trouble with copyright because of stuff. Like, oh, yeah. I, I use this one clip or whatever. No, I don't think there's much to say about that. I know. But, I mean, you know, with more and more media becoming more and more, I guess, what's the word for it? Polarizing? Open sourced. Oh, yeah, you're right. Open source is a good way to put it, actually. That's actually a really good way to yeah. put it. Then people have to understand, like, what, how does that work, copyright-wise? I, I think law that... Law will catch up, I think. Uh, I mean, technically it should, but if the people who make the law don't catch up, then law won't catch up. Mm, I think law is made or rather enforced a lot more bottom-up than that because I think a lot of what matters is like what lawsuits certain cases like what the ruling is okay you, you sure like the actual law is a thing but like also the interpretation of that in court there is, is that there is that law, uh, no law is like set in stone to such a degree that a judge can't do anything about it in but exactly what about like okay you said bottom-up law right but if you think about it we talked about this before with the lobbying thing but like lobbyists sometimes they just write a law and they they give that law to the politician to put into into the house or something to such a degree that sometimes the politicians forget to remove the lobbyist's name from the document when they submit it they don't even change it like they didn't even put that much work into it so i how understand how lobbying is legal Lobbying is legal because of a law called Citizens United, which said that corporations are people and that the way that they express their support is through money. Yeah. Corporations aren't people. Yeah. I, but the, the the funny thing is, by definition, corporations are not people because a corporation has limited liability, whereas a person has unlimited liability. So if you have an LLC, a limited liability corporation, you can only be held accountable for the corporation is the one that is held accountable for your transgressions and not you as a CEO. It's but convenient, yeah. basically. So it, it's like in half the law, a corporation is not a person and in the other half of the law, the corporation is a person, which completely blows my mind. It's like... See, that's what I... Corruption is a huge problem. Yeah, but... And, the, the, and that's probably the biggest problem that capitalism faces is the separation of business and government. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like the, the interests of the business and the interests of the government. It's kind of like new church and state. I don't know state. how to solve that. It's like the new church and state, don't you think? Yeah, it is. And I don't know how to, I guess that's like the one thing. Corruption is like the one thing that I can't solve well, when it comes I, to capitalism. I have an idea. We read the same blockchain article, very detailed blockchain article. So what do you think about like a, a, a blockchain based government? How do you think that would work? badly why because there's different kinds of access to it how's that well i think that if if a blockchain government were to exist it would have to have some kind of like more people like if you were able to have more how's that okay wait chains or whatever no wait no that's not how it works bro okay Wait, what? No. What chains? There's only one chain. It's the blockchain. You know what I'm trying to... Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? No, I don't think so. Ex explain what you were trying to say and I'll couch it in blockchain terms for you. 
Okay, well, what I was trying to say is that, like, the reason bottom-up government might not work is that someone would have to oversee who gets access to it and who doesn't. For example, if we had a bottom-up government now, like, wouldn't the rich people have more more say? Or people with louder voices would have more say, But metaphorically. I mean, but that's... that's- uh, based on the assumption that they already don't have more say. And I would say that a rich person now has exponentially more say than a poor person. Whereas They do, but if you want like an ideal government, everyone has to have equal say. Yeah, but that's what I'm coming to. In blockchain, theoretically, everybody does have equal say because you all get one vote and that's the limit of your influence. You're cutting out some of the like back-channel negotiations that can happen between a politician and a lobbyist or a rich person, but some but of the... But like, can't people buy votes? How could they buy votes? It... It, they can buy votes no more than they can buy votes now. Which they can. Which they technically can't, but they can because they buy ads that influence you to vote in a certain way and then you vote in a certain way. I mean that's a legal way to do it. That's the legal way to do it. That that's the only way that it is it is being done in the US as far as I know. Oh, but like you're my friend, I tell you vote for this person. Yeah, but if I don't agree with them, why would I vote? You have to I mean it's like you're assuming that everyone has an opinion and everyone is informed. Yeah, but that could happen now too. You're just eliminating some of the people aren't. People do that now, They're too. They're not all informed. Well, oh, no, I know people are not informed. And just vote. They do that they now. They do. Yeah. And that's why Trump won. Well, no, I think the Trump thing is like people thinking they were informed, but they were actually misinformed and then they voted, which is equally dangerous. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a Facebook problem. But I think like the problem since the beginning of democracy has been that people are not informed. What the heck? One sec. Do you hear this beeping noise? Oh, I get it. We're having technical difficulties. Wait. Did she put... Wait. Did you put me on hold or did I put you on hold? I don't know. I didn't put anyone on hold. I didn't press anything and it randomly went on hold. Okay. What were we talking about? Representative bottom-up democracy. Okay, let's continue. Yeah. Okay, so let me explain how my system works and then you critique it, okay? Okay. So the blockchain is a decentralized Mm -hmm. ledger. So one of the good things about using blockchain for voting is that everyone can vote and you can't tamper with the votes that people cast unless you tamper with mm-hmm. the, the ledger that exists on potentially hundreds of millions of machines, right? So it, mm. it makes it a safe way to vote because there's no way to alter the vote without altering mm. data that exists on like basically everywhere. Mm. So at this, what I, what, what I want to happen is like have, have no, uh, like house of representatives or like elected representatives and you just vote on every proposal that concerns you by yourself Mm. now of course there's a huge problem which is having an informed public but that's a problem that exists Mm. in all kinds of democracy right so like for example Mm -hmm. if i live in vancouver city right 
and then i have these like district uh like proposals that i have to vote on i can just vote on them from my computer and it's secure because it exists on a blockchain that is on everybody's computer not just vancouver mm-hmm. like the whole world will have this uh this this thing and then bc state also has a proposal i can vote on that as well because it concerns me and then like canada as a country but this opens up the possibility for like me to vote on like large scale proposals on the scale of like the world like oh should we mm-hmm. should we uh do things to curb climate change as a world do you get what i'm saying mm. yeah yeah so that's my like idea but uh, how would you deal with that now let me uh, let me see if i can address some of your concerns or if you can i'm sure you can find some stuff that i haven't all right about. well i have a few concerns mm-hmm. the first one is who is at the end of this like who is gonna see there were this many votes for this and there were this many votes for that oh y- y- i mean everyone can view it at any time yes like, who yes. Like no. who's going to pass it off to the enforcers? You don't have who's to. Who's going to say okay? Oh, uh that's like Who's going to drop the legi- the legislation and give it to the multinational in the case of climate change for example? Say everyone in the world. Oh, no, no, no. You don't you, you don't just vote on like an arbitrary decision. You'd vote on a piece of legislation. So like I it, for me, how that you said that anyone can propose basically. That anyone can propose okay. and the good ones which we see in like uh, public forums all the time is like the good ones rise to the top. So yeah. the the ones that have widespread support will be the ones that garner enough attention to be voted on. And the vote would be like self-evident. Like you 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 would vote using a smart contract. So that would be like you send you click vote and in the end you could you couldn't see who voted what way. You would only know that the decision was this in the end. So I guess like whoever wrote the legislation would be no, 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 in no, no, charge no. of if you make it a public public smart contract anybody on the blockchain could see the results at at once Yeah 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 I'm saying not like who can see the results I know that anyone can see the results mm-hmm. I'm saying more like who is going to basically who's going to print the legislation and then present it to the company like who is the representative then I'm guessing that would be the person who wrote it Well you don't need to you don't need one person to print the legislation because we, who why does someone need to present it when it's already been ratified right you just have to implement it now that is the main concern i have with this yeah like who's going to enforce it you yeah. know what i mean so in this kind of system there would there would be no like governing superstructure that would be able to enforce it right so like i mean i don't know about that so you're saying we should have our traditional government and this as like a side thing because i don't think that would no, work no that's not what i'm saying i'm saying even in traditional government there's different branches that deal with enforcement right mhm mhm and legislation well you like, you would people who make the law and people who enforce the law yeah well i i'm proposing this as an alternative to the legislative branch of government exactly like, so the judicial so there would be people who enforce it this yeah. would just be law like whoever votes that's the law yeah who who imposes it now it's the it's the like the state police and military and whatever Oh right. we we obviously still that need those. Sense. We still need police yeah. like the police aren't going anywhere. Exactly. Like I don't know that makes total sense to me. It was more as in who's going to talk on behalf of the people but I suppose there's not there's no need for that when Well I I mean it's decentralized. It's decentralized completely which is I think 
you need more decentralization in a modern democ- democracy. My next concern is access. Yeah, I, I, I had a suspicion you were going to go to the access argument. But my, yeah, my, my, mean, obviously. my counter would be currently the access is so restricting that this is a, like exponential improvement to what we have now. You know, it's like true. some states need like uh, some states need like you to you have to go on a Tuesday. It's a work day. The polls close at five. You need uh, you need identification. This you can vote from like, let's say there's like a tabling period, mm. like a, a, a legislation is tabled to the public for like 30 days. So in the 30 days, you can vote at any time. And your voting is as simple as clicking a button on a computer. My problem with this is not in terms of what we have now versus what this will be mm-hmm. it's more in terms of this is a decentralized process which yeah. means that there are going to be polls that are broader than a country what do you mean for example the climate change one yeah or anything to do with the globalized public yeah. There are huge differences in access when it comes to what we have here in the first world versus what people have in the third world. And that's well, it's not okay. discriminatory. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. But okay. I have a, really... I, I have an answer for this already. This is the thing. Okay. Current okay, wait. Two things. First thing, currently already on the on the on the matter of global issues the rich countries already have more of a say because they have seats on the UN Security Council or the UN Climate Change Council more than the developing developing countries, mm-hmm. and they have more dollars so they can speak with their money and be like, hey, uh, we want this to happen, so we strongly urge you to consider this and not the other one or whatever. But then that's number okay. one. Number two, it, there's really no like computational intensive uh requirement for the device you use to vote with it could be a cell phone it could be anything like that so i mean it's it's best if you do it from a secure network but there's no requirement that you do so it's like you can vote you can text your vote to the smart contract, theoretically, this could happen. And then it would just tally your vote as well. So you don't need, like, a library with computers or anything for you to vote. Now, I know what you're going to say. What about, like, sub-Saharan Africa where they don't have anything? And I'd be like, yes, that is an edge case, but it is something we can fix in time. It's not, like, a, a flaw inherent to the system. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say, right? Like, I was going to say, well, I, I came up with an argument and a counter-argument in my head already. It's like, I was going to say... Um, like what's the point of a system that reproduces the inequalities that we already have I and think, I realized yeah. that no no I don't worry I already came up with my own counter argument okay, okay. and I realized that like the problems that cause the inequality in this mm-hmm. would be fixable to a much greater extent than the inequalities that we have the reasons behind the inequalities yeah. that we have currently I mean, right currently the way to fix like, inequality at the un is like oh oh you become a developed country come back in 80 years when you have some exactly say. whereas with this you could just give people computers or whatever and then you're done they there have are access. there you're are good. other problems like i think there's a lot of technical problems we haven't dealt with yet but I think also but those... That you can't... Yeah. They're fixable. It's all fixable, right? 
But I think the thing is that, again, we come to like the issue of democracy in general is that people need to be informed because I think that yeah. like I think that's the greatest if one problem. person if one person has a lot of see the thing is it could easily be that there are charismatic leaders out there mm-hmm. right like that's how government works to an extent even now and so like if someone comes up and they're really influential everyone will just listen to whatever they say then that's not really a democracy but that's kind of what's happening now too if you think about it yeah so like for example imagine if like you're in a certain region and there's some kind of jesus figure where everyone is like so infatuated with and you're like this person is saying the the truth capital tm and you vote whatever they tell you to vote like people are not so but I would I would I would then say uh, there's no real Jesus so there's nobody who has the the amount of influence to like wield that over an entire population because there would still be conflicting beliefs within a population right like yeah, in, in yeah, one like, in one I mean. town if somebody's like hey this this uh, this you should vote for this because this is good for this there will be maybe equally as many people who are like oh don't vote for this because this is good for this we don't like this yeah, but at that point, it's not always about. See, the thing is, Anna, it's not always about like the opinion or the validity of that opinion. It's all about who do you like more. Yeah, but look, look what Trump won. It's because people liked him more than Hillary. It's not like they looked at his proposals or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying that could happen easily. Yeah, but that's a problem that with a democracy? democracy as a whole. Like that's a problem with democracy inherently. Like if you use your influence. Yeah, but like I mean, if you're, I'm not saying there's no problem with democracy, because I mean obviously I'm a de- like, democracy is good. I like democracy, but it's like if you're going to implement something where I guess people need to be informed. Then you, as soon as like, okay, this is a problem and it's fixable. You need to be responsible for implementing those solutions. Like, if you're going to be responsible for bringing internet and devices to people, then you need to also be responsible for informing them. As much as there is a focus on allowing people to vote, there needs to be a, a process whereby there are legitimate news sources and access to those news sources and actual detailed information on the proposals that everyone can understand and stuff yeah but that's i think i get what you're saying and i agree that's a problem but that's a problem we have now as well and where the solutions that we find out now would be equally applicable to this system because they're they exist outside of the superstructure but like like i said like if you're going to be nobody likes change that's true. So you can't just be the same as what we have. It has to be better. It is better. It's just not better in every single aspect because it doesn't deal with every single aspect. Yeah, but like if you don't at least have some strategy, for example, like when I talked about access, you said, okay, bring more devices to people. I can accept that. That's easy. Well, right? That, that's not but something you need we have, have to do. have some kind of actionable strategy. I'm not saying this as like when you're explaining it to me. I like the idea. Mm-hmm. But I like, I'm talking more as if, if you're going to like pitch it. Because see, people are going to just like pick everything apart and find one reason that they don't like it and they're going to destroy you based on that. You need to have some kind of counter argument for every single 
thing that they can say against you. This is purely hypothetical, of course. I'm just saying. Well, yeah. That's just what I learned in debate class, Anna. Every counter argument, you gotta have a counter counter argument. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying, like, for example, the device thing is not something that needs to be actively done because that's gonna happen naturally anyway. I think anyway. Yeah. Like people are gonna get more devices regardless of whether we give it to them or not, just because it, they're so useful that they're 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 gonna get them anyway. Similarly, yeah. Like I think now with the whole Facebook uh, Russian tampering thing, there was there's been there is currently a huge push towards uh, having impartial news sources and yeah. stuff like that. I th- I think that's a trend that's gonna continue into the future. I can't say for sure. But I, um, I, I don't think so. I think I oh, think that's a huge minority. Of what? What's a huge minority? I think the people wanting impartial news sources is a huge minority. I think if anything, news is becoming less and less impartial. No, but I don't think the people who consume the news want the news to be partial. I think that they want news that agrees with them, so they seek out partial news unknowingly. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, there's that too. There's so that too, for sure. It's like... Like I said, like I think that news is becoming more and more partial. But yeah, but that's, I think, uh, uh, a flaw with the internet rather than the news. Because the internet Isn't allows you to... Isn't this going to be based on the internet? Oh, no. Like, it is... It, it's, it's... The system is hosted on the internet, but that doesn't mean it's like internet. It's like... Yeah, but it's hosted on the internet. Well, everything now... Mm, well, yeah, yeah, which means anyone who has access to this has access to the internet, which means that they can create their own echo chamber like people I want to do. Which everybody also does I'm not does saying we now. should have like, oh, you have to have this 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 new source and you have to read this, 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 like some oh, sort no, of no, no, weird no, no, communist no, no, no. government. But. No, but I would hope that... It, okay, see, this is, this is one of the problems. I will admit there are problems with the system, which I have admitted already, but one of the big problems is an informed public, which is something that democracy has been struggling with since the days of Athens. Uh, but, of course, it was more manageable then. The scale now is humongous. I would I would hope that there would not be misinformation that was so coordinated that it would... It would uh, I guess yeah. that's, that's, that's an impractical that thing to hope sense. for. That makes sense. So uh, that's an impractical thing to hope for because we've shown that that's, that is possible and is very much doable. And the scale of a country as big as America, 300 million people, which means it is it probably is scalable to the whole world. Yeah, so but you know. let's, let's, let's contrast that right now. Like now, you can call your congressman and be like, hey, uh, I don't like this, don't vote for this proposal or whatever. Similarly, you would hope that there would be some like good Samaritans that would be like, Hey, uh, let me tell you about this. And that could be where places like YouTube and stuff like that come in to like inform people about the proposals. And granted, some of them may be partial. Let's say most of them are partial. At least you know about the topic. They they can't be like... Uh, some of them might be like, hey, d- don't vote for this purely because I said so. But I, you would think that the people who... Or people who are like uh, concerned enough about stuff like that to seek out uh, people who are explaining the topic would at least consider the proposal to some extent. Does that make sense? I get, yeah, I get I that's get an enthusiastic view. I mean, it's better than now. But I think, well, the case of an informed public is bigger than the system or any system. 
it's yeah. part of the democracy, right? It's just something so, I was thinking about because I read an article that they were using blockchain to vote in Sierra Leone, which turned out to be false. But it, it got me thinking about like how we could implement such a system. Sounds good. That's what I always thought democracy was, right? It's not, though, is it? When we were little, we always thought, well, yeah. we go, we show up, we say I when people say I, and then we take our opinion into account instead of this weird electoral college system, which makes no sense to me. The electoral college has, I don't think, anything to do with I. I think the votes you know are still I mean? counted. It's like... It just... It, it, when they made it, when they when this democracy was created in the 18, 18th century, they needed a way to quickly tell who won because counting the votes and communicating by land would take years. It's a good idea. We have good ideas. People have yeah. good ideas. People always have good ideas. Well, I don't think it's a politician who's going to implement this. I think... Uh, some country is going to volunteer to implement this, just like some countries volunteer to implement the uh, the renewable energy, hundred percent renewable energy. Did you know Portugal has been running on renewable energy for a year now? Good for Portugal. I know, right? I'm glad. There are some other. No, that sounds sarcastic, but like I mean it. Oh yeah. I mean, that country good. that buys trash from people so they can make it. I think it's Denmark. Yeah, the cycle and the the problem is like energy from that whatever. Those states are like sizable states, but they're not like super states. They're not like the U.S. They're not like China. They're not like India. Like the it may be that the lessons we learn from states like this are not even applicable to much larger states. Well, you know, you can always try it. Try in a state as a pilot or something. Yeah, like, you know, in Toronto, they're trying the universal basic income now. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. I saw a dude who when? posted a check, not for all of Toronto, obviously, for some people in Toronto. You're not going to start a, no. you're not going to start a pilot in your most populous province. Like, well, good for them. I always, you know how I feel about that. Yeah, but I don't think we're ready for universal basic income yet. I really don't. And by that, I mean our economic output is not so substantial as to justify it. Like, it's it's based on the assumption that AI is going to displace a lot of people, but it has not yet displaced all the people that it's going to displace. And I, it, might sound, it might sound, how do you say, like cruel to like wait until all of them lose their jobs and then start such a program. But like, you kind of need to do that. Because you kind of do need to do that. I agree. One, you, you know how I've always felt yeah. about that. You can't justify giving people money before they need it. And two, you can't... You, if you give it to them now, before AI has increased our productivity, you're like destroying the economy. And uh, this is said as someone who would very much like some universal basic income. I agree, though. I think what needs to happen is a gradual, it's not just universal income or not, right? It's a type of social welfare. So keep increasing social mm. welfare as unemployment increases until unemployment is 100%. Yeah, but the, 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 the general proposal of universal basic income is that it would displace traditional welfare means because you can't justify yeah. having both. It's not possible. Like I know. 90% I think it's of like, your money would be gone. You have to, you have to like... It is a type of social welfare, right? Yeah, so definitely. So keep covering more and more people until you're covering everyone. 
But you know what the uh, the right wing is would say to that. Let me channel channel the Republican in me. Uh, why should we give lazy the people? The welfare state. Why should we give lazy people money for no reason? Yeah, well, screw them. Which is a good, which is a good question. Why should we give lazy people money for no reason? Doesn't make sense in your head if you think about it. Like, Because we can afford to. <laughs> I mean, we can afford to do a lot of things. We don't do them. I don't know. No, I don't see that. Like, I'm obviously, I've never. The sociologist in me is not going to step up and say that people who are poor are lazy. Yeah, but there's. I think the 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 people be like, oh, they have no money, so let's give them money. Wow, what a bleeding heart liberal proposal. It is a bleeding heart liberal proposal. It definitely is, but I don't think it's justifiable yet. We can't just give people. It's money. not justifiable yet, but you know. The prediction is, and this is just a prediction, so it may never be justifiable. But like the prediction is that once AI like dominates most of the jobs that people would have, it it becomes untenable to have jobs as a as a conceit, and like m- the majority exactly. of the population is going to be unemployed. Yeah, it's well, not a black and white thing. It's it's gonna take a long time for AI to get there, just like it's gonna take a long time for the welfare state to get there. Yeah, uh, they should. I would That's really I like some anyhow. universal basic income. Not gonna lie, like it would help me out a lot. I could just do what I wanted Let's to start do. Start with universal shelter, shall we? I don't think that's gonna happen anytime soon. Also, like, in, well, okay, this if I m- can do anything as an architect. <laughs> Yeah, I think once they start 3D printing houses, the house cost will go down a lot. But I don't think the housing industry will like that very much. Well, architects would like that. Would they though? It's a huge. Uh, yeah, they would. Actually, It's a huge oh, issue right now. You should Google this 3D printed bridge that they made, like just to look at it. It looks really. I know cool. about it. Oh, did you see it? Obviously. Doesn't yeah. It look Do you know how many architectural magazines I follow? Yeah, I should have I should have guessed you'd follow more than a few architectural magazines to be honest. I'm an architect now. I think 3D printing is going to I think there are a lot of technologies that are in the like uh like starting stages now that within the next like in the next half century is going to like redefine the yeah, way I was we Yeah, so many which sucks i it's wish i was born cool like enough. i wish i was born like 2030 to be honest so i'd be like young when the revolution hit no no yeah i like it i mean i'm just glad i don't know i don't think about when i wish i'd been born because there's always going to be something better in the future to look for yeah but there's a, there's always a stagnation period like in the in the 20th century maybe there's not maybe there's we're always marching forward I feel like we're always marching forward. This is another theme it from It seems stagnant to you now because you're living in it. No, it doesn't feel stagnant to me. It feels exponentially quick, but I know that the exponentially quick always is increasing in its exponential quickness. Like in the past five years, our understanding of every single scientific subject has progressed a lot. A lot. <laughs> but it's it, there are incremental improvements. They're not what what uh, they would call step function improvements like they're not like oh yeah. we jumped up another level we're on like level 5 now like it's not like that we're like level 4.2 maybe 4.5 4.3 we're ha- like we're like we're getting there but we're not there like in physics i can only talk about physics with any authority because i'm a physicist or at least i study physics it's like uh 
there's a there's a quantum theory and then like general relativity and never the twain shall meet but we know that there needs to be a theory that incorporates these two and we don't know what will mm-hmm. happen when we find it which i think it exists like a similar situation exists in a lot of fields where it's like we know there is something that we don't know but we haven't found it yet but when we do find it ooh boy things are going to change i don't know anna you don't think I don't so i like thinking about when i'd wish or oh, no, i don't what i don't period of the stagnation period i want to be born in because there are pros and cons to both exponential change can be hard too yeah but i like change though so i don't mind <laughs> I know some people really don't. I mean, maybe this is the growth phase. How do you know this isn't the stagnation that this is the stagnation phase? The stagnation phase realistically is already in our past and as if we look at the yeah. entirety of human history, for 10,000 years we did basically nothing and then we did, invented we did our, a lot. We invented but, agriculture I mean, and then things went up from there. I know you don't well, like I mean, agriculture. People did a lot before. That. We've always been innovating and now and even when it seems like there's going to be some big new thing it just seems like that because we're living in it when we look back agriculture was a big new thing but like now it so seems so normal right no but we can we can we can we can understand how agriculture changed the game right agriculture like com- dis- completely destroyed everything that came before there's a lot before. of things and now no i know there's a lot of things that changed it what i'm saying is like the internet i'm not saying that yeah the internet in the in terms of like technological history is a relatively new creation right we haven't yeah, fully exactly. realized its potential yet but we know that it has almost infinite potential, potential. so like well this has been nice anna but it's 7:30 i need to write my essay okay fine go right yes sir are you going to be okay on your own someone do you want to keep talking to me about the anthropocene please don't I don't like anthropology for whatever reason. Well, you just talked about the anthropocene. So I call it the techno technocene. It's new. Mhm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's the anthropocene. What about when the robots take over? What do you call that? The robocene? Still part of the anthropocene. But it's not though because it is not humans are not influencing things anymore. It's all the robots. And that didn't humans make robots? He, yeah, but then if you if you take a religious thing, the entire thing is just like the god scene because he made all of us supposedly. Yeah, but humans exist. Yeah. Ooh, hot, stiff burn. Stiff stiff burn. Anthropologists are not about that life. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you study human kind. There are people who think it's the god scene. Really? So I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, there yeah. are people who think the world was made like 30 years ago and the dinosaur fossils are all like planted. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. If you go up to like a really person, this is all the god scene. I watched a movie about some preacher no, no, no. yesterday. No new topic. I have to go. Okay. Shady. Go bye. Right chase. Bye. Okay. Peace. How do I off this thing? Yes, you have to hang up. I, I have don't to hang, hang up? up on people. Okay, I'll hang up. Yeah. Then. Okay, bye. Bye.